Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bezel Banter, a podcast that covers different topics, including travel, various gear, and of course, watches. I'm Leslie. And I'm Ernesto. And today we're having the pleasure and honor to have Daniel Wong in our show. Daniel is also known as Wonger.Bonger on Instagram. And if you're not already, you should uh, definitely check his page and follow him. Yeah, what's up? Welcome. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Welcome. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, first of all. Really, really appreciate uh, you guys taking the time and, and letting me uh, hop on here. And uh, I don't know, just talk about whatever, I suppose. Watch this a little yes, bit. Yes, let's talk about you excited about it yeah i definitely want to learn more about you and let our listeners definitely learn more about you we're just going to come out with a bunch of questions but before we get started what are you guys wearing on your wrist today let's start with daniel since he's our guest today okay all right so uh, i feel like okay all right I, i'm wearing the atelier win the how oh nice okay but but i feel like it's almost uh I don't know. It feels a little weird because I, I generally try to wear this when I'm feeling a little fancy. You know what I mean? It, it, when I'm trying to, trying to, I don't know, just dress up or, or whatever, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, going to a meeting or, or going to work or whatever. But uh, yeah, today it's, it's, you know, it's Sunday and <laughs> it's post-workout day for me. And I'm in like sweat sweater and a t-shirt, but I'm wearing my Atelier one. Right. I love it. But first of all, we've seen that watch you you do a great job highlighting that on your instagram feed it's always mm-hmm. amazing you. when you post yeah. it thank you but we had a recently we did a q a and we talked about how you know it doesn't necessarily you don't have to necessarily wear dress watches when you're dressed up mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and so i love the fact yeah. that you've got that on that's awesome the same thank you thank you what about you guys what are you wearing leslie well since uh you're our guest today, and uh, you're very uh, big into uh, independent watchmaker, and uh, I know we're going to brush on that topic together. I'm wearing my uh, Corono, the first anniversary Mori edition. Very nice. Love that one. And what about you, Ernesto? You know what? You and I are thinking exactly on the same wavelength. <laughs> I thought I thought about Daniel as well, and, and I know that, he, like you said, he's a big into the independence and so mm-hmm. i wore my independent one of my independent watches which is the vertex the bronze nice. 75 oh, that one is such that's a, a really cool watch man that watch it, it's vertex is one of the dirty dozen right mm-hmm. you got it that's it yeah. and back in the day and mm-hmm. and they brought was it always being made or did they bring back the the brand you know, there, I think there was a pause, and now there's a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, Don Cochran, and he mm. is the grandson of the founder, and he's running the show over in the UK, um, and I love the history behind that Dirty Dozen. He's such a gentleman, too, by the way. Like, the customer service to communicate with wow. him and, and, and and just better understand the brand, he was amazing to You've work with. You've mentioned that many times, yeah, and that's priceless. I think that's the one of the best parts, right, with... Uh, these uh, micro brand or independent brands is that, you know, we get to connect with the the owners directly and and things like that and build a personal relationship with the brand. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Vertex is is hundred percent one of my favorites. Uh, I don't, I don't have any, but I've seen them in person. And I think the one that I would choose from their lineup would be the model pusher chronograph. That is a, yes, that is a sweet watch. You know, it's interesting because this particular timepiece is bronze. It's my first bronze watch. And I love the fact that they developed this watch to commemorate the 75th year that World War II ended. 
And that was wow. the purpose behind them developing this watch. There are only 150 in the world that were made. And so I'm, I feel very fortunate that I have one in my collection. That's really cool, man. This is, That's really cool. This is the one that I was eyeing. And you're rocking it on the uh, camo strap. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I can am. see that. Yeah. So we have that tradition of, of course, taking our rest at the beginning of an episode. But uh, because uh, Daniel is here, I'm guessing we're having uh, to have uh, another. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to check uh, something else. What are you guys drinking tonight? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Daniel, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, uh, for me, uh, I brought out the uh, my, my favorite. I brought out my favorite bourbon today, and it's actually the last few drops, or maybe not drops, last ounce <laughs> or so <laughs> uh, of my uh, Jefferson's Reserve, which is, mm. I think, a very underrated bourbon right now. Like everyone's talking about Buffalo Trace and and Buffalo Trace products, but uh, yeah, nobody nobody no, nobody's really talking about the Jefferson Reserve. So yeah. I don't know why I'm talking about it because I don't want people to now go flock to right. buy it and <laughs> don't buy it. It's a terrible whiskey. Don't buy it. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right? No, that's a great. That's a great choice for this evening. Leslie, what are you drinking? Thank you. So I'm drinking um, also bourbon tonight, and um, what I'm uh, I'm trying, and it's actually really good, is the Clyde Maze. So I don't know if mm -hmm. I'm pronouncing it right. Mm. Uh, it has a really nice um, bottle and. Uh, Like the the label is uh, red and and gold and it tastes really good so I'm really enjoying it too so that's very my cool drink of choice tonight very cool yeah nice I'm that's actually awesome. I'm actually double fisting ah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm I'm going it's, it was a long night last night I was so excited about recording with Daniel that I didn't get a lot of sleep it's been a busy day but so I, I'm drinking coffee. In one on one side, <laughs> on one hand is coffee. On the other hand, I'm actually drinking some rye by Redemption. So that's nice. Ah, yes. a little bit of rye that's this a good evening. One. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. That's a good one. We'll see which one uh, ends up winning, the rye or the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should have brought some Irish whiskey with you, and then you just mix the two together. There you go. Have an Irish coffee. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. You're right. I've, I've I see wondered, some hesitation. We're like totally in for it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so so everybody, we're going to end up discovering, if you don't already know, if you're not already following Daniel, that he is a huge whiskey yes. connoisseur. So like when he says, when he yes. says, you know, you mix the coffee with some Irish whiskey, I'm like, man, I really should have thought of that. But of course... <laughs> I don't know about, but I don't know about connoisseur. I just like drinking them and, and enjoying them and sharing them with, with friends, right? I think that's just like watches. That's what the mm -hmm. hobby is about. Yeah. So. You are Very quite true. modest, my friend. You are quite modest. Um, let's do this. Let's go ahead and start cranking some of these questions. Because I think, you know, what would be great is if you can help us understand you a little bit better by maybe first starting with like, how did you get into watch collecting? Oh, Yeah. That's uh, okay. So this goes back to, to my 20th birthday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like just, just imagine in front of you, there's a screen and it's like the screen on the bottom, it shows 2013. And actually I just disclosed my, my age there, but that's fine. I just, I'm doing quick <laughs> um, math right now. Yeah, exactly. Being I feel like everyone's doing real quick, quick math. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so when I, when I turned 20, um, my, my dad pulled me aside and he's like, Daniel, I think it's, it's time for you to have a nice watch. You're, you're now a grown man. It's, it's time for you to have a nice watch. And 
you know, at the time, I, I didn't really know what watches were. Oh, I mean, what I knew what they were, but I didn't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. And and my parents, or my, specifically my dad, he's not really into watches either. So this sort of, you know, caught me off guard a little bit. And and it's not a tradition, or was it a tradition in your family? No, no, no not really, okay. not really. So I, I'm not sure. Actually, I should really ask him why he brought this up all of a sudden. You know, I've always thought that maybe you know, when I turned 20, that was the, you know, his goal, right. Mm -hmm. To to get me a watch. But I wonder what made him want to do that. I've never actually asked him. I'll ask him that. But anyways, um, so he's like, I I saved up some money and I've uh, called the Rolex dealer and we've put aside a uh, Submariner for you. He didn't even say Submariner. He just put aside a watch for you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sure. And you know, I get into the, we get in the car and we go to the, to the AD and I try on the watch and, you know, this was back in the day where you could just walk into Rolex. The good old times. Yeah. yeah the, what's the that like days. now? <laughs> That's Who not knows, working. Man? They yeah. put yeah, a, a yeah. sub on hold for you and they had one available. Yeah. <laughs> no what purchase history. Yeah, what? You can't even try them on now. Actually, that's not true because they're just switching. They're changing, and that's really exciting. So I'm, I'm sorry. Well, you 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 brought the topic. Um, but now Rolex is sending to the ads uh, some prototype watches. I mean, they're like not working, but they are like the actual watch. They have the the correct heft, so you can go to a store and Hudson Yard um, watches of Switzerland, Hudson Yard in New York. Started implementing this a couple of days ago. Actually, yeah, it was. Uh, wow. it, yeah, that's cool. so you can Very actually recent. go into the yeah. store. So there's a little, you know, uh, labels everywhere, not for sale. I mean, um, so they're very clear on this, but you can actually see them in person and get to try them on. So you guys heard it here first at Bezel right. Banter. Thank you, Exclusive. Leslie. Breaking news, right? right? <laughs> that's awesome. Right? Yeah. I thought it was awesome too. But anyway, that should that should ni- that should nicely increase demand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah so sorry I, that's I... okay that's okay so so as i was saying so I, I i go to the store and i try on the watch and um not knowing anything about watches mm-hmm. mind you so i put on the the submariner it was a submariner date so mm-hmm. you, you know i put it on i was like oh this is this is cool it's a good size and and the i you know do the wrist thing where People who don't know anything about watches put on a watch and they're just like, oh, this is hefty. Right. You know, that's right. the first thing anybody <laughs> notices. So, yeah. Uh, and I asked, uh, I asked the salesperson how much the watch was. And she goes, it's, I think it's, oh, fuck, I think it's 80, 86 or 8,900 Canadian plus okay. tax. And that like immediately just blew my mind because, you know, what the <laughs> hell is this watch? It's 80, it just tells the time, you know, right. what, what what is so good about it that it's mm-hmm. worth $8,900, you know? So I, I ended up actually refusing the gift because, you know, I've, I was 20 and I've never done anything in my life to, to deserve a watch like that. So oh. I, I refused the gift, um, but my, my dad ended up getting me a watch anyways. It just, uh, it wasn't, you know, to that scale, but still mm-hmm. a very expensive watch at the mm-hmm. time. It, it was a, uh, a Swiss chronograph uh, or a Wenger chronograph okay, watch yeah. from, uh, from like, like Macy's in the States, but, not from Macy, but it's like, it's like a Hudson's Bay company in, in Canada. So gotcha. like a department the, the equi- store, right? Yeah, equivalent of uh, Macy's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and I still, I still have that watch. It's, it's a, it's a chronograph. It has also got a unidirectional dive bezel. So I can mm-hmm. have like two different timers running mm-hmm. at once. 
And back then I was working at Pfizer doing a vaccine research. So, uh, you know, timing all the experiments and things like that, it was, it was, it was actually very useful watch. Nice. Um, yeah. So that, that was my first watch. And ever since then I started looking into like, what the hell is Rolex and why does it cost so <laughs> mm-hmm. much money? Which then, you know, led me to forums like what you seek and, and yes. websites like Holdinky mm-hmm. and uh, a blog to watch and things like that. So, you know, drag me down the rabbit hole and, and here we are today. Rolex <laughs> will do that. Yep. Rolex will do that. Are, are you regretting um, refusing the, this gift or are you thinking of acquiring it at some point? Yeah. Well, so, you know, I, I think I think the, the watch enthusiast relationship with the Rolex brand is almost cyclical. You, know? mm-hmm. you love it in the beginning and then you're just like hating it. And mm-hmm. then you love it at, you know, some more. And so I'm, I'm like that right now. And I think I'm sort of on the decline mm-hmm. <laughs> with the brand <laughs> right. just because of, you know, recently, as we were discussing right before this, you couldn't even go try on a watch mm-hmm. until like three yeah. days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and so maybe, maybe it's going to start going up now. It's almost more interesting that you didn't pick a Rolex you know, for to, to mark such an occasion. It's almost, I mean, it's actually more interesting, I think. I think it's yeah. more impactful because everyone, most everyone will choose a Rolex and everyone will be like, oh my right. gosh, yes, yes. You want to, you know, give me a Rolex? Yes. And uh, yeah. you actually were, you know, very conscious of, uh, you know, n- knowing about it. And for you, it didn't make sense at first. And um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's more meaningful in a way. Yeah, I think it speaks a lot about you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. and, and I think the other thing that speaks a lot about you is the fact that you still have that Wenger watch. So there was mm-hmm. a lot of sentimentality yeah. towards yes. that watch. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I still have the the box uh, and everything. It, that's it, cool. I st- the, uh, the the receipt, actually, with, oh, wow. with the yeah. price on it. It was, yeah. So that's that's definitely Aww. a family heirloom. Yes. I mean, I, I don't really wear it, right? I don't really wear it. Actually, the battery ran out, I think, last year, and I, I took it out. So okay. it doesn't yeah, good. Doesn't lock up yet. the internals. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just sitting in my, in my drawer now. Um, yeah, but... No, yeah, cool. it, but going back to your question, I think Rolex, like I, I would like a Rolex in my collection one day. I, I do love the watches they make and mm-hmm. I, I do love the, the history of the brand as well, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it's going to be anything modern. I mm-hmm. think the Rolex for me would probably be like a, maybe a birth year if I'm lucky mm-hmm. enough, um, nice. Sea Dweller, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 16600 oh, yeah. Sea Dweller. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, hopefully one day I can, uh, get my dad that ceramic sub so that Mm -hmm. you know he can wear it and then pass it down to me one day instead of you know i think that i think that will be a cool story to have that's a fantastic story yes it totally would yeah because you know what you don't hear that that often you don't hear about the son buying the dad a watch just to end up getting it back after his dad's used it that's that's an awesome story it is i love it it. yeah that's I mean, the, the sentiment and, and the stories behind the watches are, are why, at least, you know, I think most of us here, most of our listeners as well, that's why we collect, right? Mm-hmm. That's what makes the hobby interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The watches are just objects, but it's the stories and the memories we have with them. That, that's what makes them interesting. Mm-hmm. I could, yeah. you know, you, you said, you said it perfectly. That's exactly it. You know, I'm just, I'm just curious, how would then you describe yourself as a collector? Like, you know, what's your ethos? What are your thoughts on collecting? So I think, um, I, I, I think I'm a, at core, I think I'm a, I'm a vintage collector because that's how I, that's how I really got 
in like when i when i first started collecting uh, i was reading a lot about you know the new the the, the watches that i see on instagram for example the samariner mm-hmm. and, you know the seamaster speedmaster and things like that and i love just reading the history about them and, and the the mechanical aspect as well of course but um yeah i think i think once i had realized that there was so much history behind each model mm-hmm. i started thinking well why don't i get the actual vintage piece instead of you know getting the the modern ones that are reissues or, or whatever. So I think at heart, I am a, I am a vintage collector. Um, I started, I think one of my first uh, big, quote unquote, big watch purchases was um, my vintage Seiko chronograph, the uh, 7016-8000. That was a watch that I hunted for, for probably like a year and a half. Okay. And I set up like an alarm on, on you know, uh, watch patrol, watch recon, mm-hmm. everything, yeah. eBay, and I found nothing, right? Everything that pops up either wasn't in the best condition or was polished to hell or, or, or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just so one day I was scrolling on my Instagram, not even on the feed section. It was like the Explorer section. And, and I see one pop up. I wasn't fo- like at the time you couldn't even follow hashtags yet. You know, that wasn't a feature on Instagram, okay. but it just so ho- popped up <laughs> on my Explorer feed. And I, I was like, oh, that's nice. So I clicked on it. And it was a dealer. It was a dealer putting up the watch for sale. He actually hasn't even listed it on his website yet. So I DM'd him and, and we worked out a deal. Oh, nice. And yeah, yeah. It's part of the charm of vintage, like the hunt. That's yes, why also, hunt, yeah. yeah. That's Absolutely. why I also love vintage. Because it's not just vintage. For you, it would be the original one. So the one that started it all and that would just end up being uh, modified uh, and updated over the years. And uh, yeah, mm. getting getting that one and the, the process of getting it, that story behind. Again, yes, like you were saying, we're going back to stories and meanings. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think with vintage especially, there's so much like things that aren't on the internet, mm. you know, so much things that you just have to learn about by asking people, by like, like, you know, chatting with collectors of these vintage watches. And, you know, sometimes they'll like give you a snippet of information here and, and there. And there's if, they, a lot of... if they deem you worthy, right? <laughs> exactly. And there's some luck. It's being there at the right time, talking to the right person. And yeah. uh, it's almost like fate in some ways. Like some of the yeah. watches that I have, I know it was definitely fate. I wanted them in my collection, but I didn't set like a, a particular timeline, but always, you know, kind of being on the lookout. And same thing. Someone just ended up uh, selling my the the mori like really randomly and um, well it worked out my Ming same thing so um, it's um, it's kind of like I don't know it's sending some vibes your way and and uh, you're like okay well it's meant to be yeah you know that's yeah. so true like I think when you're if you ever stop collecting when you get when you get a chance and you turn around and you look at what your collection looks like your journey looks like it's all about faith it's all Mm -hmm. timing i mean like i I think that's what makes and the stories that you guys talked about like daniel you were talking about stories i mean like that is really what makes every collector unique leslie i couldn't agree with you more faith has so much to do with like your collection and how things are happening you know how things are going Mm -hmm. yeah like you were saying like you look back at your collection and you can really it's very unique and uh It's, uh, yeah, it's meant to be. I like to believe that at least. So Yeah, totally. 
it's crazy because I think you know when at least so I don't know about you guys, but when I was when I was younger, right, mm-hmm. all the the older generation be like, you know, if I was stressed out about something or if I was asking them for you know just venting or whatever. They'd be like, look, it's fine. Just relax. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. You know, if it happened, it, it happens, right? And I was just like, that's a bunch of bullshit. You know, like, come on, <laughs> what do you mean, right? right. right? But, but it's true because sometimes you can work as hard as you want, but it, if it's not meant to be yours, it's just not going to mm-hmm. happen. And it has nothing to do with your ability, right? But it, if it's not meant to be, it just won't happen. And yeah. I think for me, that really kicked in when uh, – this is a story that I don't know if I'll, I'll tell on air, but essentially something happened mm-hmm. and it, it, it involved me and my dad. And um, I was wearing the, my, my first uh, micro brand just so happens the the white dial uh, notice retrospect mm-hmm. diver at nice. the time. And it was kind of a crazy story. And, you know, at the, at the time I was wearing this watch. So after everything happened, the watch was actually like, the watch got fucked up in, in the ordeal. Right. But, um, you know, it, there's, there's scratches on it, there's dents on it. And I ended up having to send it back to, uh, to Wesley uh, uh, at Notice Watches mm-hmm. to, to get it all fixed up again. But afterwards, you know, I realized, I was like, that's actually a blessing in disguise because now we can remember this, this story mm-hmm. through this watch because I can look at it and, and see like, look, me and my dad went through this crazy shit together and, and came out on top and, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a token, you know, it's, it's a memory right? mm-hmm. that we can physically hold. And that, and that's really awesome, I think. Yeah. And it's actually the, the only watch I have in my collection and, and the only one that I've ever engraved. Um, mm-hmm. And on the back, it, it says, which is a, a Chinese saying, meaning, you know, whatever is meant to be is meant to be. Oh my gosh. I love happen, it. That's awesome. Day. Yeah. That is yeah, awesome. Because, so, you know, when you're in it, 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 it's a terrible thing, right? You, you can't see past it. You, you're just trying to deal with it. Right. But then afterwards, sometimes you have that clarity to, to look back and, you know, take take away some lessons maybe. Mm-hmm. So, so I think we just found the uh, title of our uh, episode, Timing is Everything. Yeah. There, there we, we go. go. That's it. Because uh, it just sums up to that and for everything in life, really, for everything in life. Yeah. And... I felt the same way. If I work hard, even if I work against the current, right? I swim against the current. It's okay. I'm getting exhausted, but I'm, I'm doing something. No, sometimes it's just not the timing. It's not meant to be. It's just learning how to uh, let things go and just welcoming them as they come. It's very easy to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it really makes you focus on how to manage your control issues. Cause I know I got control <laughs> issues, but I can say it on air, but like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's crazy because, you know, there, there's instances now where, uh, you know, either my, uh, my little cousins or, or whoever that are younger than me is, is talking to me about this stuff. And, and I feel like I'm one of the old people now. It's just telling them like, look, yeah. you're, happens, you're one of the happens. wise one. I'm w- well, I don't know about wise, but I think this is only something you can realize and learn once you've been through. Yes, yeah. You know, it's it's something you gotta come to a revelation on your yeah. own. Yeah. And you know what? That's life, though. That's awesome. When you get to a certain, I'm gonna say knowledge level, because it doesn't even matter about age. Sharing that back with other people, that that's what this life is all mm-hmm. about. It's learning from mm-hmm. others. And yeah. if you're not right. learning or you're not teaching, man, you're not engaged in life. 
Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Right. That's my opinion. But I mean, like, I, that, I think yeah, that's beautiful. That's good. You're absolutely right. Anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get back on. Yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about your collection. You mentioned yeah. a notice. We know that you're mm-hmm. wearing your atelier when. Do you mind sharing some of the other pieces, maybe, and some of the pieces that mean a lot to you? Yeah, of course. So uh, the the notice definitely means a lot to me. Um, maybe we can go down the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think an, another watch that really meant a lot to me in my collection meant a lot, means a lot to me because I still have it. It's the uh, the the Speedmaster uh, Broad Arrow nice. that I have, mm-hmm. and. It's special to me because I bought that watch on the third year of my company's anniversary. So, when I started uh, my business, it, you know, you, you always you're always reading stuff, right? You're always reading about like startups and and things like that. And a lot of them always say, you know, 99% of businesses startups they they fail in the first three years. So, you know, I was always like, okay, if I make it over that three year mark, then then maybe we have a chance here, right? So so when I hit that mark, I. I uh, was fortunate enough to to be able to you know uh, find myself a, a speedmaster to uh, I guess mark the milestone mm-hmm, and yeah. speedmaster is a special watch to me because it's obviously like the reaching for the moon that sort of stuff right like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's an inspiration for a lot of people and I have another hobby of mine it's racing it's cars oh cool and mm-hmm. and the speedmaster is named the speedmaster because it was made to go racing mm-hmm. so. You know, on top of the moon factor, and this is why I bought the Broad Arrow edition instead of a professional, is because I love racing and I wanted to have a piece that, uh, you know, reminded me of of racing and also reminded me of of the the stuff that we went through uh, in the first three rough years of of the, the the company, right? So, yeah, so that's why I bought the the Broad Arrow. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that story. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> There's a few, there's a few, but I think the the speedy the, and the notice really jumps out to me. You know, it's interesting. You, you mentioned the Speedmaster um, because I feel like it's almost like if you're collecting or you're into this game, if you have it long-term in your collection, great. If you don't, at least pick one up, wear it for a little bit and understand what it is. Like when the watch community out of seven days makes one day just for the Speedmaster, mm-hmm. you kind of realize it's a special watch at whatever iteration you have. Just and try actually, it. Omega did a uh, special edition Speedy Tuesday. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a series, that, right? It's They're still that, running. Yeah, this, that's that right. impactful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I know. Oh, I, cool. Mine is, is the um, Moon to Mars. And again, really uh, fate. Uh, good friend of mine was uh, selling his and thought of me first because he knew how much I loved it. And I didn't go right away with the, uh, although I really love the, you know, the classic Speedmaster. I like the first, um, the first in space a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah. And yeah. so that's the one that I thought that I would end up uh, getting. And this one kind of just uh, showed up out of nowhere. And uh, I think it's even even better, it's unique first, and it was a um, limited uh, series, numbered, and um, yeah. and yes, we haven't been to uh, Mars yet, but it's like one of those dreams, right? Reaching for the stars, and sure, we went to uh, to the moon, but um, you know, nothing's impossible, and just keep Absolutely. dreaming, I guess. So yeah, that's cool. I act- I actually skipped on a on an Earth to Mars 
when I was looking for my Speedy, mm-hmm. uh, my, my local, there was a local uh, watch dealer or jewelry shop, really. And they sometimes hold watches. And they had an Earth to Mars for 5,000 Canadian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, which is about like a little under, I think it's like 4,000 or like low 4,000 US. And I, and I didn't pick it up. <laughs> Regrets, man. Right, right. <laughs> we all have those. Although there are some that are like, we are incredibly lucky that we're able to like, we were able to like, you know, grab it just on time. There's a few that kind of, uh, yeah, I guess they were not meant to be yet, just yet. Who knows what the future holds. Just but, yet. Exactly. Yes. And you know, it's funny is like when you think about this relatively, the the thought process comes to mind, like first world problems. Like we're talking about regrets oh with like the God. watches, right? We're so fortunate oh to have this gosh, conversation. Yes. <laughs> you have to put everything, yes. yeah. And, Into perspective. And, mm-hmm. You know, when I think about the Speedmaster, since we're on that topic, I, you know, my, my story was at the time, it was one of my first pieces. So at that point, I wasn't really spending, I, I didn't want to spend a lot of money on a watch. So I was like, I'm going to pick, and I tend to be a purist too. So I was going to pick the most basic, the Hestalite. It's mm-hmm. the Speedmaster Pro, you know, and I wanted to try that out. And it wasn't going to be long-term. It was going to be one of those watches that I'm going to just try it out, see if I like it, if I like it. I got a good deal on it back then. Um, Even better. And I did get it brand new. And so wow. I was like, ah, I'm going to go ahead and see if I like it. And if I like it, you know, I can always see what uh, what else is out there. A couple of things that I learned about myself is, I'm not necessarily a chronograph guy. Um, and I end up learning that I'm more into the dive watch and stuff like that. So, and I really like the, I really like the professional. I just like mm-hmm. the Hestalite crystal. I just like the weight. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect for me. And what's, what the reason why it's still in my collection is because of the fact that I've experienced a few trips with it. I remember the mm-hmm. memories that I have with that watch. I was like, yeah, I can't get rid of this at this point. It's like part of my collection. I can't right. get rid of it. It's so part of the family now. That's exactly it. Yeah. So I was like, it wasn't meant to be long-term, but now it's long-term. So that's my Speedmaster story. I feel like nice. I should be that's on awesome. Hodinky yeah. and Ben Climbers. In the room, <laughs> Man, honestly, I, I feel like, so I'm a huge chronograph guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, that's true. I'm a, I'm a huge chronograph guy, and I love the the mechanisms. Mm-hmm. You know, these all these crazy chronograph movements and things like that. It, uh, yeah. So the Speedmaster is, you know, hugely affecting my way of collecting, right? Mm-hmm. Like from design, from the stories, and and everything else. So I, you know, I, I think for me, I could easily, if you told me I can't collect anything else other than Speedmasters, I would be so happy because awesome. then it would just cut down my options <laughs> and I can focus on Speedmasters, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's cool. I, you know, I only, I'm thinking about it. I only have two chronographs in my collection. Um, but if I pick up a third mm-hmm. somewhere, somehow, sometime, it'll probably end up being like a Zenith. I know I've talked about mm, it numerous yes. times, yeah. but yeah. there's just something about the history of that chronograph. I mean, yeah. Yeah. the El Primero movement. So. And, and it's still very legible because some chronographs can mm-hmm. be a little overwhelming. And I'm not, I mean, I enjoy a chronograph, but it's not, I only have one. I only have my Speedmaster. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a Daytona, but um, <laughs> who, who would? Who would right. mind? Right? Right. I, I would. I would hate a Daytona. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Especially the like white should, dial. 
every time Leslie prompts a Daytona thing, I, I always feel like I, I should be saying like, thank you, Leslie. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> thank you. <laughs> totally not, not, not done you. on purpose. No, my yeah. pleasure. My pleasure. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the Zenith is, uh, I mean, especially it's linked with the Daytona story too. So if you have yeah, like, totally. if you have a Daytona with a Zenith movement in it, so that way you can have the best of both worlds, kind of. But you know what? Enough about us, Daniel. What yes. else is in your collection? Let's talk about you. Yes, let's, yes. What else sure, you got sure. going so, on? Actually, actually we're like it. super excited and impatient um, to hear uh, more about what you're wearing, but we'll let you, um, you know, go at your own pace. Okay, one more story about the vintage stuff, okay. and then we yes. move on to, so, to the other side of non-vintage stuff. Sounds right, like so, a plan. So going off of this Zenith talk, my most recent uh, quote-unquote big acquisition is actually a vintage uh, yellow gold uh, oh, Zenith yes. chronograph. It, it's the 146 HP movement, oh, and it's the reference uh, 1305 for if anyone's you know, actually gives a shit, but Leslie, <laughs> no, Leslie, I love, I love the fact that Daniel's worse than I am when it comes to reference. He I throws love it. that stuff. Like he love throws it. that stuff like it's nothing. That's awesome. I, I love it. And at this point, everyone should be following you anyway. So they should know yeah, and have a visual of the watch because it's absolutely stunning. I mean, how did you, uh, how did you end up getting it? How did you find yeah, it? So like, like Ernesto, I, I've always loved Zenith chronographs, and the Albert Merrill is definitely, you know, on the radar mm -hmm. and all that. But I've all I wanted I want a vintage Albert Merrill, but they're crazy money now. Mm -hmm. So yes. I, I looked a bit further back, and also another brand of mine that I really love is uh, Universal Genève, oh, which yeah. is still somewhat under the radar. So the story with the the Zenith one forty six uh, chronograph is that. It was actually a UG movement as well. Mm -hmm. So UG and Zenith had the same supplier of chronograph movements, and it was a company called Martel. And Martel supplied movements for UG and, and Zenith, and it was, I think, called the Caliber 285 in Universal Genève. Okay. And in Zenith, it was called the Caliber 146 HP. And Zenith, what ended up happening was actually they bought out Martel as a company uh, in the early 60s or late 50s. Okay. And uh, my watch is actually a 1960 from 19 the year 1960, and uh, so it has the it was technically at the time called you know the in-house movement because Zenith has already bought the watch. But um, it's interesting to me because that movement was also present in a lot of Universal Genève movements. Uh, from from the 50s and the, and the 40s even and I love that it has that tie-in with another vintage brand that I love but also a tie-in with the Alpermeros because Martel is actually the factory where they made uh, the 146 movements is where they developed and found the the uh, not found where they developed uh, the uh, the Alpermero movement nice. and the 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 attic of that factory is where the engineer or the employee hid all the drawings and all the tools for that movement. So it, it's really cool to me that everything ties in, you know? I love the way you tied that in. And you've got two beautiful examples of that Zenith and also that the Universal Genève. That's a beautiful timepiece that you have. Thank you. Thank those, you. Yeah. Oh, wait, two, two examples. You talk about the rainbow as well? No, 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 no. The Zenith that you have. And oh then yeah. Also yeah. the universal, un, the universal oh, I see. Genet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. The pour outer. Yes, That's exactly. Yes. That that is a, a watch that I will never sell. Yes. Also. It's cool. 
<laughs> and and actually, they've really gone. They were very underrated a few years back, and now yeah. it's like, man, it, it's even hard to find them at this point. But and if they are, they're significantly higher than they were a few years back. But you know, that's the uh, the holding key tax, as we call it. I hate they, that. <laughs> you know, they write an article about mm. it, and then boom. <laughs> I'm glad I got him before. Yes, yes. I will tell you like Hodinky, this is just my opinion again. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but like Hodinky and Rolex are in the same boat with me because there's a love hate relationship with both of them. I agree. I agree. Sometimes it like, like Hodinky and Rolex both started out as a very passionate company and a passionate project. Right. Mm-hmm. But somewhere down the line, somehow it became a little diluted Yeah, in a way. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I'm I'm hoping they they find their way back to to what they once were. And, that yeah. would be cool. We'll and, see. and you just segued it beautifully into. I know that you're a huge um, you're a huge independent watch guy, and so you talked about passion where they first started, and that's very similar to like how independent brands are today. Mm-hmm. So, did you want yeah. to share with us a little bit about your? relationship or your passion for some of the independent watch brands that you have? Yeah, sure thing. So, uh, first of all, I, I have three, uh, independent slash micro brand watches. So I've got the, uh, the, the notice was the first, uh, micro brand that, that mm-hmm. I got into. Mm-hmm. And that was because, so this was back in, I think 2017 or 18. I, I don't remember. Um, but Notice was still a very young company, not you know what they are today. And uh, they, Wes and Colin, the, the founders of Notice, they they they're, they're doing well, every year. They well pre-pandemic every year they did a, a Notice tour. So they would travel around uh, North America in the beginning, and and I think the the one in 2019 they actually went to uh, you know Europe and Asia as well. But uh, you know earlier on they were just doing uh, North America. So. They actually came up to Ottawa for one of the rep armies. So, you know, I looked into them before they came. I was like, ah, oh, they're, they're pretty cool. They make some some interesting dive watches with with interesting designs. But uh, you know, it, it wasn't anything that I would really, I don't know, uh, buy. I suppose mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So it, it just it, it was it was a cool watch, right? But I didn't know much about it. I suppose that's that's probably the right way to put it. And I don't mean to shit talk notice. I love you, Les. Don't unfriend me. Um, <laughs> so, 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 anyways, they, they come and we're, we're having drinks and we're, we're drinking stuff. And you know, it turns out the, the two guys they're also you know Chinese uh, uh, American. Well, mm-hmm. I'm Chinese Canadian, but you know Canada's America's backyard. So right. you know, we, we had a lot in common growing up and, and all that in, in culture backgrounds too. So we really kicked it off, right? Uh, kicked it off, hit it, hit it off. We really hit it off, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and afterwards I ended up buying a watch from them uh, just because, you know, I wanted to support my friends mm-hmm. really. Right? right. And they, and they have really cool watches. So the, so the retrospect that I have, is a 39 or 40 millimeter diver, mm-hmm. uh, 200 meters water resistant. And they actually uh, assemble. So they got all their parts from, from Asia. So the movement is a Seiko movement and all the parts are made in China but they ship everything over to LA where they go through all the quality assurance checks and Colin actually assembles and regulates every watch himself. So it's a very, you know, I feel like there's a lot of passion and a lot of care that went into the making and, and 
you know, design of, of these watches. So, mm -hmm. uh, and, and you certainly feel it with like this bezel, it, it sounds like it's, it's, you know, it's a very tough watch. Like the way the bezel turns, it, it has no play in it at all. And it's just a, a phenomenal watch. So that's how I got, I ended up getting into to micro brands or, or independent watches mm -hmm. because you, you can't really develop the friendship that me and Wesley and me and, me and Colin has with a brand like Omega, right? With, with a brand like, yeah. I don't know, a, a, other bigger brands. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, but you know, it, it's, it's a lot more difficult. So mm -hmm. I think the and it involves more people too. There's more decision makers for a product to Absolutely. arrive. You can't just really talk to like, you know, a couple of people and they uh, oversaw everything from beginning to end. That's also very, um, yeah, very unique and specific to independent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's it's cool to be able to, you know, buy this watch and be like, okay, Wes, why did you put this triangle slightly smaller than the other triangles? You know, and there's always a, a thought. Uh, there's always a reason behind it. It's it's uh, very interesting. So so that's really how I got into the micro brands mm -hmm. and or or independent watches and. Um, one day, so let's let's talk a bit about Atelier when because that's that's my second independent uh, okay. watch, mm -hmm. and and I I saw this first time I learned about this brand was in actually I believe it's 2019, so a little later on, and this was also in the very early years of Atelier when mm -hmm. I I follow a friend of mine uh, uh, Zane he's in the states and he's always you know he's a fashion blogger so he's always dressed to the nine and and you know suits crazy shirts and tie combos it's really cool so he one day posted in his story that he bought this watch and i was looking at these photos and i was like what is going on it was the blue dial the, the g oh, that, yeah. that he picked up yeah. so you know he was posting like close-ups of, of the applied markers mm -hmm. and, the, and the crazy blue dial and i was just like immediately blown away because the, the the design the the, the craftsmanship the work quality that that went into this watch i was like this this is crazy mm -hmm. I, I need to learn it um and another thing that really attracted my attention was that the design is is very clearly like chinese influenced. Mm -hmm. so i thought that was you know being chinese canadian that, that was a very cool thing for me so i uh, i asked him what it was and he sent me their instagram and i think this was like probably two or three a.m at night because you know i don't sleep and Zane's in <laughs> California. So, you know, he's sending me, so we're going back and forth and, and he sent me their Instagram and I just went out like a, like a liking spree on, on, the <laughs> when, on their Instagram. <laughs> Must have like liked all their photos and oh, yeah, but that, awesome. that certainly attract uh, Robin's attention. Robin's the, the founder of, of mm -hmm. Atelier Wen. So he actually ended up, uh, I, I woke up to a nice DM from him. Oh, cool. nice. Yeah, yeah. So so we started chatting about the designs. I started asking questions about, you know, some of the thought processes behind it. And, mm -hmm. and you know, not only the, the watch, but the brand itself and, and how they, they, you know, started the brand. And I just found it such a fascinating story. And after a, a while, he actually uh, was kind enough to offer to send me the Blue Dow G, but the prototype. So this was like number because all the watches are, are numbered, individually numbered in the back. And that's, yeah, that's not possible with any, you know, larger brands. Yeah, they will it's, not it'll send be a very a prototype. Difficult. They will, yeah. um, if, if there's a DM, it's, um, it's going to be like, you know, the team at marketing and even, right. will they even, you know, uh, know Will they even notice are? it? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, so yeah, I, I, you know, I was immediately, you know, fond of, of the way that I was, you know, greeted and, and things like that. Right. So anyway, so he sends me the watch and it was the prototype uh, G and I first received it. I was like, this is cool. But to be completely honest, I was a little bit disappointed because, you know, the, the crown, every time I used it, I would chip my, my nail on it and <laughs> the finishing, the polishing. And that's a huge thing. All right. I have, I have nails. I have to have nails to open cans to mix cocktails with, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, priorities. <laughs> I get it. Right? Priorities, right? Yeah. So, so I, it, it was, it was annoying. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and also the, the, uh, the finishing between the brush and the high polished surfaces, the edges were not as sharp and, you know, the, the, the crazy engraving on the case back that felt mm-hmm. when you're running your finger through it, it, it just felt a little rough, right? Mm-hmm. It felt like you're it, it, almost like a, like you're filing a nail, like that kind of texture, but you know, maybe not that bad, but, yeah. but it, it was a little bit reminiscent. And of, it wasn't what feeling. you were expecting at all because you no, have like exactly. kind of like you saw it and you were blown away. And then all of a sudden right. you have like a prototype and you're like, well, that's not what I this thought is, it was. Yeah. So. This, this is, a little, you know, I was a little let down mm-hmm. by it, but and the dial as well, the dial, the printing quality, there was a bleed and, and all that. So anyway, so I made a, I made a giant like word file of issues <laughs> and of, of things that I can nitpick. And at this point, like they've already gone into production, right? Mm-hmm. So they've already started making these watches. Yeah, that, because your friend had bought one. So right, exactly. Yeah. My friends already bought one. So and meanwhile, I'm still here, like trying to nitpick and tell them, like, this is what should be done. Like, you know. <laughs> anyways, um, so so we 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 went on a call, and, and it was probably like a two hour, two and a half hour call, and where I just like went down this list and complained to him. <laughs> you know, this guy who's generous <laughs> enough to just send me a prototype, and I'm a nobody, right? And 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 next thing you know, he's getting on a call with me and, and just hearing me complain about his product. You know, I I, I can't imagine what he was thinking uh, during that call. But anyways, I'm uh, sure we, we he actually really it. appreciated it. He appreciated your I passion so. and your care. And obviously, if he called, it means that there were some valid, like you know, concerned. And um, micro brands can do that. They can be like just so close to their um their client and you know collectors yeah, their, clients, their target market yes yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a free focus group like vertex with yeah. you um yeah. ernesto yeah vertex was like so like you know you 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 were always in contact with uh mm-hmm. with them when you bought your watch so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so you know um uh, so on the call i was telling him all this and uh in the end he's like so daniel actually every single problem you've listed we've rectified in the production model. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was crazy because they actually had to change the, the composition of their metal to be able to take on polish better. They wanted to have, like initially, you know, going over the designs and the, and the concept of the watch, they wanted it to be strictly Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. So they wanted to source steel from China, but it just so happens that the quality of the metal from China is versus you know the quality of metal coming out of Japan. Japan makes one of the best stainless steels in the world. So, right. you know they they took on uh, brushing better and, and polishing better. So they actually switched the Japanese steel instead mm-hmm. of using the Chinese steel, and they they refined the printing, they refined the the case back, the CNC case back. So and even they changed the crown. So mm-hmm. if you actually look at a production model, uh, how or G, and then you go onto their website. 
the the stock photo actually has a different crown oh, than, than the okay. production model. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like more like an onion crown in a way on the production, mm-hmm. so that you don't you don't chip your nail at the at the end near the case. Yeah. So it was yeah. So I, immediately after that call, I was like, okay, this is crazy. The amount of changes and the mm-hmm. amount of attention to detail that that they put into this product, it's you know, it blew me away. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and, and this was, I think it was nearly the, the end of 2019. So they came out with a, or they're going to announce uh, a green limited edition, uh, how, which is the white, the white dial model. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were all limited, right? Because they only made 250 of the G and 250 of the blue and white how, and, uh, they, they ended up having a, a little bit more, um, you know, dialed or components that you know, they, they could put into production. So they did 25 pieces of the green how they did 25 pieces of the red how, which mm. Leslie, I know. Oh, we'll, we'll yes. One. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully like uh, the sooner the better, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let it, I'll let fate decide. Fate. Well, yes, it's up to fate now. <laughs> fate. Yes. Yeah. And, and they did, uh, the final how edition was the 15 pieces of the crazy purple oh, how. Yeah, nice. nice. So, and, and so, um, um, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, what, do, do you know the meaning behind uh, the, the word G and how? From the website itself. So how denotes a white that is pure and without blemish, much like the dials of this model. So I guess it's the, you know, it's a very clean design. So that's, the yes yes and it's porcelain right so it's like white porcelain yes. so it's very like very, like you know pure white really yes um, exactly so it'll it'll never really age right yeah. porcelain is a material it's it's you know it's it's not gonna you know rust or anything like that so right. yeah it's a very uh very, very cool uh material to have a dial mm-hmm. made from. yes yes yeah and all right let's look at the g now so I think the G had to some something to do with the specific color. So, yes, okay, so G, color blue, yeah. G denotes the shade of an unobtainable blue created centuries ago from lapis lazuli. Okay, okay. So, yeah. and that blue, I came across it uh, while we were doing some research on our uh, for our episode on um, in the mood for blue for that episode, and mm-hmm. uh, we were yeah. talking about different dial. Uh, techniques and uh, porcelain was definitely something that was super interesting and that's how I came across the the G model which I mean right. I haven't seen it in person but it looks like uh, yeah absolutely we'll, amazing. we'll make that happen we'll make that happen don't worry well so so Danielle I was just gonna say like since Leslie's got her wish list for the red um could I get on a wish list for the the G <laughs> just in case it comes up that I know you've got connections out there anyone just like give anyone Yes, if anyone's listening, yes, and as a, as a fan of either an owner of a one or, or whatever, and is looking to maybe sell, I don't know why you would, but yes, you know, I don't know why they would. But hey, Let, let's say the reason is sheer boredom, and you're just really wanting to be nice to Ernesto. That would be at Ernesto Guapo seventy two. You can just go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, those are beautiful, beautiful timepieces. And I'd love to, I know that you've shared with us in the past a little bit about this new up and coming yes. Atelier Win, right? It, this yes. new model coming up. Do you mind just giving us a little bit of a teaser about that? Yeah, of course. So um, it's called the Perception Series. And 
it, it's I think a watch that that is very close to my heart because you know I I was uh, lucky enough to to be uh, involved with with some of the you know early development and and mm-hmm. things like that. You, you, I mean I didn't really do much. He just told me like here this is what's happening and and you know these are the drawings. What do you think? And I was able to you know give some feedback mm-hmm. and things like that. But um, it, it, even then like it's a very interesting project to me because they're essentially creating a watch that is a sport chic styled sports watch so they wanted to have something that is thin that is that is you know a a watch you can wear on vacation to the beach uh near the water or whatever the case you know your vacation is going to be and and still be able to wear it nicely under a suit and it's refined enough to to go with something that is more elegant Mm -hmm. Like when you go to dinner, right? So right. Uh, that's the idea behind the watch. It, it, it's a integrated uh, bracelet design, and it has a, a ultra thin uh, automatic movement as well from China. Uh, that is, you know, a, a very very cool thing that they're still keeping everything mm-hmm. strictly Chinese. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but what's interesting about the design, the integrated bracelet, is actually it's pretty much a hooded lugs design. Mm-hmm. So you can actually use any 20 millimeter strap with this watch and it'll always look like it's integrated into the case. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. So it yeah, is. yeah, it's yeah. Cause I know a lot of us have like 10 million, 20 millimeter straps. <laughs> right, right, right. It's always the yeah. 19 millimeters that are tricky. I just, uh, just I saying, <laughs> but like when you do get a chance to look at this perception, it does look very integrated, but it's neat to know that it's, you can, get other yeah. straps in there to fit that. So that's awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it'll be, it'll be easy to do as well because it has a quick release uh, bracelet oh, man. and that's the, uh, the clasp also has a, a, a micro it's a button push button clasp, but it also has a, a button to change the micro adjustments on oh, the fly. Wow. Mm-hmm. So very much like the, uh, the Helios Fairwind. Oh yes. A lot of the, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've actually the, seen that recently. What a genius design. I mean, like, that's really amazing. Cool. I, so I'm a huge fan. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan of Tudor Black Bays. But, like, they don't have any micro adjustment. Like, that would be really cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exciting for the perception line to have that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, the idea behind it is it's a perception of, of tradition and traditional design and, and modern design. So there's a lot of mixing of the two where, like, for example, if you look at the dial pattern, like, that, that pattern is... Uh, took inspiration from um, the shingles from the old uh, pagoda buildings oh, in China. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I would, uh, I, I would just make a little note. If uh, I would really highly um, suggest our listeners to just go to the Atelier Wen web- website, and they actually show some renderings of the dials and the colors mm. and uh, a little bit more of the stories, and they show also some uh, illustration and when they're uh, how they drew their inspiration because there's just so much to say about you know, the perception watch. And mm-hmm. even with the, um, you know, the how and the and the G, we were talking about that sort of railroad track uh, the other day and how it yeah. is uh, inspired. I mean, everything goes back to the Chinese culture, which most people aren't so familiar with. So that's why it's, um, I mean, it looks like a typical watch, right? But it's also very different. And um, mm-hmm. it's not something that you've seen before at all. And that's why it's also super interesting. You know, and we'll probably link in some, um, we'll, we'll put the link in our show notes too. I mean, because I mm-hmm. definitely want to see that. Yeah, the dial is, 
is mesmerizing. Yeah, it's cool because it's like, you know, obviously it takes inspiration from the architectural side, mm -hmm. but also at the same time, it being a sports watch uh, that's 100 meters water resistant, um, it, it's got, you know, the, 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 it almost looks like a wave pattern in a yes. way, right? It, it flows, it goes well with, with the water sports theme. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's really just, a, you know, how you perceive the design <laughs> you know the things that catches my mm -hmm. eyes too is that minute track oh man and then also the fact yeah. that i don't want to give all this stuff up but like the date when you look at the date yeah. on that particular mm -hmm. dial it's so unique you don't see any other watches where the dates at the seven o'clock position mm -hmm. yeah so so the the, to touch on the the minute track a little bit it's actually a design a design feature that mm -hmm. was implemented in the first series, right? It was in the how and the G, specifically the G model. Um, it's actually a pattern called Huiwen from the Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. um, you see it a lot on old time, like uh, ancient time, like ceramics, bowls, or, or, or even, you know, different paintings and buildings and things. Um, yeah, so that's where they drew the inspiration from. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's, I like that these little things that we notice, um, you know, there's always a story mm -hmm. behind it and that it's not just, you know, some red mm -hmm. or yeah. like emphasis on the number eight, yeah. <laughs> you know, right, right. like a lot of <laughs> typical, a lot of big and, brands. And can you, can you do. tell us a little bit more about the date, um, why yeah. it is the way it is? Yeah. So, so a lot of ancient uh, Chinese paintings, they, they would, or, or writings or whatever scripture, they would sign their name vertically, you know, on, on the painting yeah. or whatever. So this is actually something that is a nod to, to that, mm -hmm. I guess, side of the culture. So it's, it's vertically uh, implemented and, and on the top, it actually, the, there's two Chinese characters. Mm -hmm. It actually says, it means today's date. Nice. Oh, nice. So, yeah. And the, the yeah. red, wasn't it like a sort of stamp too? Or it's like a carved, um, like out of stone, right? And that they uh, just uh, applied Yeah, that. so the, the, it, the red, the red is usually a stamp mm -hmm. red is usually yeah. a stamp that they they would carve their name or their family like crest or whatever mm -hmm. into yeah. and then they would they would stamp their in like a, like an official letter yeah. or or something yeah. they would stamp that <clears throat> that writing that piece of writing so yeah that red is a is a nice note yes. to that yeah definitely <laughs> yeah it's crazy because i i know uh, robin like that design feature looks cool, right? It looks really cool. And it looks like it fits with the yes. design. Yes. But he went through a lot of trouble to uh, to have to modify the movement a little bit to have oh. that actually placed. I was thinking, there. yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing because a lot of times movements, the reason why data is in a specific spot or why chronograph, like the subdials are in a specific spot is because the movement's a certain way, right? Mm. And so when you have a date uniquely at seven o'clock, that's got to change the positioning of the movement or various yeah. things in the movement. So that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty unique. And this is not like a, this, that I don't want to give out too much, but like the price point on this is not ridiculous. No, 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 for sure. It's not. And, and yeah, that's what I love about this is that, you know, it's a very accessible price point and mm -hmm. it's something refreshing and yes. new and yes. refreshing. not, I not being the, done. Right. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Especially no. in this price range. Um, yeah. And actually one more little detail about that crazy, or oh, maybe two more. Um, 
the, let's go for three if we can. Matter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how many, um, how much of this drink I get down. You know? There we go. Yeah, there we by go. the time, yeah, by the time <laughs> we get to three, it'll be, uh, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> the the Hui Wen pattern around the dial, so the minute track there, mm-hmm. is actually resting on the applied indices, so it's elevated nice. above the actual dial itself, um, and it ties in with the the name of the watch, perception. It, it wants to invoke like a very a big sense of depth, right? Like yeah. a, when you look at it straight on the, the dial pattern and, and with the elevated ring, it wants you to, you know, have a nice sense of depth mm-hmm. for the watch, but then you turn it over, you know, you twist your wrist slightly and you see that it's this ultra thin uh, uh, watch, which, you know, it's it around, looks imposing when you see it, at least on the photos. And um, it's very surprising indeed to like, know, like to know that it's so thin because it looks, yeah, sturdier um really and then you still have that ultra thin and with the bracelet i mean it's no the attention to details are fantastic yeah yeah so i'm i'm very excited for this watch and i think you know i can't give out too too much but the last thing i will leave you guys with for this watch is that if you guys think the porcelain dial from the last series was special Mm -hmm. this is really just going to blow your mind with yeah this oh my gosh dial. Oh, yeah, the dial is really the centerpiece here for for this watch it's it's gonna be handcrafted mm-hmm. oh my oh, wow. god okay. every every dial will be handcrafted and is it gonna be know, a lim- it's hand- not gonna be a limited edition right no no not limited edition still the well, production small but yes um, exactly yeah. It's a very limited production, but they won't put, you know, they, they won't stop making it yeah. at a certain number. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a very, very special dial. Only if, you know, like maybe 20-something people in the world can can do a dial like oh, this. Wow. So, you know, it's a very, very special thing. But nice. anyways, I hope I hope Robin doesn't kill me for, for saying that. But No, yeah. no, no. And, and, and I'm really hoping to be able to maybe get one of these in my collection oh They're- yeah no definitely like i've already like you know spoke out loud a lot about it so. yeah and just to share with our listeners you know until they go ahead and click onto the link and and see it on the website because it is public knowledge as far as like what colors and what it looks mm-hmm. like too there are three different yes. colors in there there's like gray there's a blue and there's a salmon dial mm-hmm all gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I yes, mean, they all look of fantastic. them. All of them. Yes, and that dial. So you, you were saying at um, it draws its imp- inspiration on waves, right? And waves um, and, and the shingles. Yes. yes, and the shingles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, can you talk a little bit about the back as well? Yeah, yeah. Actually, so I, I know wow. there's just so much, for, right? There's just yeah. There's so ev- many. There's so many different features. Yes, I, I it's amazing. Forget. I love it. It's never boring, and there's just Oh, well, one more detail. Oh, and, and what about this? And what about that? And uh, yes, there's just so much to say about it's this It's almost watch. like Leslie trying to pick a top three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just Endless. <laughs> Endless. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's like top one and two, 1. 1.2, top 1.5. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so so the case back, obviously in the first watch that Atelier one made, it, they, they got this crazy uh, engraving on the case mm-hmm, back. Yeah. That's, you know, it's a very deep engraving. It's not just like any other CNC that's, you know, acid printed or, or whatever. It's CNC'd onto the case back mm-hmm. and it's uh it's a, a a drawing of a mystical beast from the chinese folklore is called quimpeng and 
So they want to be able to carry that forward, right, as a design feature. Um, but actually, Robin himself is not a huge fan of, you know, display case backs, but people have always want to ask for it. You know, mm. it's a dress watch. They want to be able to see the movement sure. and blah, blah, blah. So Robin's like, okay, fine. We'll have both. So what's going to happen is the case back is an engraving of a lion, um, the type of lion that sits outside the, yes. the pagoda building yeah, that, yeah. that guards the buildings, right? Yeah. So um, it's actually the drawing of the face of the lion and the mouth, the bottom half of the drawing, the mouth, it actually opens up to a sapphire case back that you can see through the, the movement, see, see through the case back to, to check out the, uh, the escapement and, and parts of the movement. So yeah, it's, it's going to be really, really cool. And I've actually seen uh, prototype photos of this case back and it, it, this was like before it's finished. Oh, right? wow. It's yeah, yeah. like, it's just fresh out of the, the CNC and unfinished. It's raw. And it already looks incredible. So I, uh, I'm very excited yeah, to, to very share that with you excited guys. excited about that too. And, and I'm not yeah. sure if the Atelier Wen team, the marketing team has thought about, you know, potential advertising or any type of like marketing collateral, but I think it would be really awesome to see Daniel wearing this particular watch coming out of the water beachside like he's just kind of came from scuba diving and he goes into a cocktail dinner party wearing a tuxedo still wearing the same watch yeah well, you thought of everything <laughs> ernesto just, i love it this rye this rye is really kicking in pretty hard so. <laughs> i'm sure robin's gonna hear this and, and we're gonna have a good laugh because so here i'm gonna poke some holes in your idea right now okay. so first of all i am not the strongest swimmer so <laughs> I can't really tread water that way. <laughs> second, I don't look like Daniel Craig. But, you know, I don't got the whole thing. There is that the Daniel, though. It's, there's Daniel. It doesn't matter about the last name. There's already <laughs> Daniel. And, and the ra reality is we can always find a stunt double. That's how we can work that, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just don't show the face. That's right? it. Just show yeah. the, the yeah, watch perfect, and, perfect. The, and the scuba yeah, gear. Just and the then, watch. Yeah, there we go. Till you get to the beach. We'll have you. You could be the body double. I'm going to pass. There we go. I'm going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to see me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, or yeah. we could have a woman wearing such a watch, too. Okay, Leslie and, wants um, to but get not... in on it. I see it. <laughs> no, 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 not me. There we go. No, no, no. You know, that's an interesting idea because, Leslie, you have a French background too, don't you? Yeah, I do. She I does. was um, born and there raised go. there. So yeah. there the, we go. The concept behind Atelier One is, you know, Paris meets Beijing. So. Which I think it's phenomenal that uh, those two countries and cultures are actually, like, you know, blending to create a watch. I think this is just so new and and you use the word refreshing and uh, after seeing so many watches all day for so many years sometimes you can feel like there's a little bit of uh, lack of creativity mm. and uh, maybe yeah. a little bit of laziness or simply they just want their target audience to be everyone so they're um, making it uh, available um you know for for the masses in in terms of design and yeah. understanding and appreciation right so um i yeah i'm a huge fan huge fan of uh, yeah it, it's it's funny you mentioned that because this is an interesting topic that i talk to robin a lot about because it's not a like italian one's not a brand that really quote unquote appeals to the masses right because it's it's 
got a lot of things going on with the, the first of all the design, the the, the history, the stories mm-hmm. behind the design, and and the movement itself as well, which you know we'll get into uh, when we can. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's certainly and and this this watch that's coming out, it's going to be you know priced around two to three thousand US, and at that price point, there's a lot of competitors in the quote unquote mainstream market. Sure. So. You know, he's, you know, sometimes you message me and we have a call and he's like, oh, you know, Daniel, I'm just, I'm not sure, you know, who's really going to pick this over a Tudor, you know, uh, 30, 36 Tudor Black Bay or, you know, uh, a vintage Seamaster or whatever. And I'm like, look, Robin, like this watch, the way that it's designed, the way that it's, it's representing the brand and the brand itself, it's catered to seasoned collectors really. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that to, to, you know, uh, cast out the people that are just getting into watches that wants to get this watch it's a fantastic watch right um but it i think a lot of this watch um it the the appeal is is for people who will have experienced a lot of things and people who already have that tutor and that's yes you know they already have that and they want something a little bit different too yes exactly exactly so yeah you brought up a very interesting point there uh leslie thank you You're, you're welcome my pleasure you're absolutely right, Daniel. I mean, like, it's not going to be your first watch, but the ones who end up getting it are going to appreciate it in a different level than somebody who's just bought their third or fourth. Yes. Absolutely. And it's important but to go through all the details. And, and that's why we ask you so many questions, because once yes, you understand yes. all the layers and the depth, not just, you know, like of, of the thought process and everything has been mm-hmm. really planned, um, and there's a reason why, then you really feel like, and then you understand it's very special, very special. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're listening and you're, you know, a first time watch buyer or, or whatnot, give me a shout on, on Instagram. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you have any questions about the brand, the watch, just let me know and, and we'll walk you through it and, you know, hopefully get that. I mean, that'd be cool if you're a first time watch buyer and you buy an Italia One Perception mm-hmm. as your first watch. Well, yeah, that's the story. Yeah. And you never know. You never know because we do like uh, start generally with more mainstream brand. Um, mm-hmm. But there's yeah. little, um, my first brand was Gégère Le Coutre, Meteorite Dial. And um, I don't know anyone who started with their first watch with a Jaeger unless it was passed down. Yeah. But you never know. There's always... Uh, and and then we'll we'll definitely uh, if you do we'll invite you on the show. Leslie yeah. and I, L- Leslie and I are so opposite. Like my first watch was <laughs> my first watch was a tag. <laughs> just keeping it real, people. But hey, that's good. Tag. <laughs> so no, I'm that's just cool, kidding. Though. I don't uh, even have a tag. What is wrong with me? What that's not it? us hating on the brand. Oh yeah. no, 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 no. They're they're doing they're doing really cool things, especially now with oh, their, yeah. their titanium aqua racer. Like, yeah. man, that's a that's a hot watch. Talk about history too. And Daniel, similarly to you, I still have that tag. Perfect. Yeah. We gotta we gotta get our first uh, watches together. Oh, I love it. Do a little photo shoot. Mm-hmm. What yeah. started what started it all? I, I'm yeah. gonna just yeah. say this. I know that you I I know that we wanted to talk a little bit more about um a different uh independent, but I know that if there if there's an opportunity, and you know, of course Leslie's gotta be cool with it, but I would love to put out the invitation to Robin 
and anybody else on his team as as we you know get closer to the launch of the perception if he'd like to be on mm-hmm. bezel banter he's more than welcome to come in and talk a little bit about his project oh yes i'm sure he would be yeah i'm sure he would love to i i yeah we would love to have awesome. him. If, yeah. if not i'll drag him on here. there we go That's not good Awesome. <laughs> I will fly to France and drag his ass on this goddamn Zoom meeting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Where Where is he? Is he like um, Paris or? He's in Paris. Yeah. Yes, okay. He's okay. in Paris. Okay. Very cool. So yeah, yeah that'd be I cool. Mean... All right. So Daniel, I know that there's another brand that's an independent brand that means a lot to you as well. Do you want to share a little bit about yeah. that brand? Yeah. So so the third brand that I really love is is a brand uh, started and founded by my good friend, Henry, uh, at Jubhat, J-U-B-H-A-T, uh, on Instagram, if you want to ever talk to him. Uh, he's a good personal friend of mine, and, and he founded this company called Your Confront, which is a Canadian company, Canadian watch company. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the name is actually an intersection in, in Toronto. Oh, so okay. it's, yeah, awesome. so... It's it's kind of a cool uh, nod to the mm-hmm. to the Canadian culture, yeah. right? So nice. Yeah, so he he wanted to have a watch that appealed um, and worked in every scenario. So he created a watch called the Berard, and it's a thirty-eight millimeter case with uh, forty-four millimeters lug to lug. So he's also a Chinese Canadian. So you know we've got the Asian wrist curse mm-hmm. <laughs> with like you know very small chicken wrists and uh he made sure that that this watch wore well with with our wrists so it's a it's a beautiful watch it it's is. 100 meters water resistant with a screw down crown oh, nice. but it it's uh it you know it's a very elegant design and with with applied numerals and they're actually uh, i uh i think they're ionized coated or something and it's got this cool brushing finish on top of it so yeah, it, it plays with light quite, you know, quite well mm-hmm. when you're when you're shifting it, wearing it, you know, in and outdoors and, and under different lighting scenarios. It's, it's a very cool watch. And yeah, so he, he wanted to have something that that, you know, you can wear to the office and also put it on a NATO strap and jump in the water. Yeah. with. So we already picked Ernesto's getting the white dial and I'm getting the um, the darker the, dial. the black one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm okay it's with not that. really black, black, right? It's like more of a dark gray. Or is it because uh, on the photo I, it looks like not Yeah, so the the dial is is cool as well because it looks it changes a bit. And mm, okay. what's interesting to me about the black dial is that sometimes the especially when you're indoors, the applied numerals almost look like they're golden in a way. It, it, it's got like a brassy sort of warm tone to it. Okay. I know he told me, uh, maybe we can get him on to explain all yes, this. Yes, please, we'd love to. He's that welcome too. too. He oh, told yes. me that the hands and the markers are actually finished differently on the white and the black dials. So oh. they they play off differently with the light and with the contrast dial. Okay. So I don't remember exactly. You'll have to ask him about that. But he, yeah. he told me when we were drinking. So, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to hold you yeah. to it. So, you know, what's interesting to me about I'm looking at these watches right now. I do, I do like the white one, Leslie, so that's cool. We can switch Good. out whenever. That's awesome, because we yeah. have the same taste generally. So yeah, see, even for the, for the Daytona, I would get the black one. You got the white one, so yeah. we're, we're good. Complimentary. Nice. I, like, I do like the numbers. I like the way the numbers mm-hmm. are. Yeah. What's neat to me is I love syringe hands. 
I mean, I think yeah. these are what's called syringes. I love the way it points all the way and it, it just reaches out to that minute track. But the unique part about that I see in these second hands is there's an arrow and it's almost like at the midway point, but it finishes it off after the arrow. It goes all the way to that minute, to that minute track. Yeah. And it's like in red. So it kind of, if you're, if you have the white dial, which I've already claimed, um, it, you can see that second hand. It's more pronounced because of the white dial. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a very conscious Mm -hmm. design decision because I've bitched to him and he's bitched to me a whole lot about, you know, watches that have short hands. It just, Mm -hmm. yes, it it doesn't make sense. No, it's like a guy wearing pants that are too short for him. Right. Oh my gosh. That's one of like my, my, yeah, my pet peeve. uh, I don't understand that trend. Just please make it stop. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too upset with guys who wear their pants a little bit too short as long as they're wearing cool socks with it. The ones that I get that frustrate me are the if you don't hem your pants and your break is ridiculously long and you look like you're going to trip oh. on your pants. To me, that's worse. You can always that pull the socks. Yeah, so. I don't right. know that because the short pants makes your leg look short. I just, I don't know. No, for me, that's short pants. I'd rather have you have longer. I mean, I don't know. I think I think certain looks you can pull off, like a shorter, like a capri if you're, or whatever. If you have, like, if you're very slender, you can pull off maybe right. short pants. But you really need to have that body type. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. it really mm-hmm. looks... I love that. Just... I think we should do... You know, we, we, we should talk about fashion at some point. That would be <laughs> We should. I lo- I know hey, I'm all up. about that. I, I, I'm love good it. with that. Like, it's funny because we usually banter about watches, but I, I look at it as tutorially bantering. That's awesome. It's crazy. We've we've gone to talk about whiskeys and, and different. We talked about life lessons earlier. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. get that from another watch podcast. Right. No, <laughs> no I love it. I love it. I, I feel I like it. we can. I feel like we can go on forever. And I know that. You know, our listeners are probably uh, trying to figure out what else they can do well, and how far. If you're still they... listening to us now, well, wonderful. Thank you. We appreciate <laughs> yes, it. We you. definitely. How? We definitely how are it. you still listening? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, they're just driving and just listening. But um, I do that all the time in my car. Like that's when, yeah, and I'll me start too. laughing by myself because sometimes, <laughs> you know, some yeah. sometimes it's funny and. No, that's cool. Yeah. No, I feel like we can do this forever. I almost feel yes. like. We should do a round two. Mm-hmm. We should try to see if we can, you know, in time, we'll go ahead and, and have yeah. Daniel back on and, and do a round two with you. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I am yeah, definitely down for that. Yes. Yeah. But, but I'll, I will let, uh, I will let Henry and Robin know that the invitation please. is there. Oh, please. Yeah. That'd be great. So, uh, yeah, it's official. On. It's recorded. So, yeah. um, yes, we really mean exactly. it. We mean it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And definitely. We'll make it happen. That sounds great. Daniel, you know, while we still have you, is there is there anything else you wanted to share with us and our listeners? Uh, I I think we're we're good. I think we've covered. We gotta save some for the next episode. I love it. I think yeah. we're we're good. We're good for now. Especially yeah. the <laughs> dial of the perception. If one, if the next time, yes. I, I'm yes. I'm very curious to know more about those uh, the the dial. I'm really curious yeah. about it. So hopefully, you'll be able to tell us a little bit um, more about it the next time. Um, yeah very soon very soon. sounds great so hey daniel do us a favor let us know how our listeners can get a hold of you and and look at your content yeah yeah so you can find me on instagram at wonger.bonger so w-o-n-g-e-r dot b-o-n-g-e-r wonger bong oh and that's another story Perfect. for the next episode too 
the like um, meaning or the history the of meaning, yes, the like how the how the name the happened. Name. <laughs> yes, because that's a yes. Fun one. yes. That's going to be the teaser for for the second episode with. <laughs> we'll save that. Daniel. We'll save yeah. that one. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, both of you, thank you very much. I really, Daniel, it was a treat spending some time with you. And, no, no, and thank, thank you guys. You. Thank you. So, thank thank you. you guys so much for, for letting me uh, on the show. I, I don't know what uh, you guys were thinking. You know, I think uh, this might be your last episode now that uh, I've ruined your reputations. <laughs> I'm thinking we got more followers out of the deal. So yeah, thank you very definitely. much for that. I appreciate it. No, no, th- really though. Th- thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Pleasure is all mine. Likewise. Thank you. And let's, Thank you very much to our listeners. Uh, We appreciate you spending some time with us on Bezel Banter. Please hit the show notes for more details and links. You can follow us on Instagram. Leslie is at Ladies Wrist and I'm at Ernesto Guapo 72. And you can follow the show at Bezel Banter Media for any updates and new episodes. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to reach out to us on bezelbanter at gmail.com and please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcast because it truly helps us out. Additionally, you can grab this episode and other episodes at www.bezelbanter.com. Thanks again, and we look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of Bezel Banter. Thank you. Thank you.